Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The power of the sun in the palm of my hand. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Welcome, everybody, to the Banter Booth. Pleasure to have Jordan Fiddler back with us. And Hello. on today's episode, it's all Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> here we go. I've been waiting it's to do this. We've all been waiting to do this on the show. It's like, I feel like every episode I've made a point this year to include some sort of discussion about Spider-Man No Way Home. Discuss rumors, discuss news, discuss trailers, posters, what, what may or may not happen, bets and whatnot. And now it's here. The time has come. Spider-Man No Way Home is upon us. And I brought another person who's in love with Spider-Man. So, dude, <laughs> tell me, Jordan, what were your thoughts on the movie? Um. I really liked it. Like, um, like going in, I, I, I knew I was going to like it. Like I, I had a feeling it was going to be like a, like a, like a formulaic Marvel movie in a weird way. But like, I, I was just excited to see like, like any of these theories come true. And I will say like, I think every single theory of mine came true. And I was like, what, this has never happened before. What's going on? Here? <laughs> the only theory that I had um that was like i felt like very outlandish like all the theories i had i felt like were very safe like okay spoiler warning for people that haven't seen the movie thinking toby was going to show up andrew garfield was going to show up you know those those felt like safe bets because it almost seemed like they were going to show up no matter what especially when you saw the villains in the trailer but i bet i said to my friends we're eating we were eating wings like a month ago at crabby joe's and i'm sitting there we're making bets watching the final trailer and i say you know what you know what would be crazy? If in the middle of Spider-Man No Way Home, it's revealed that <laughs> Tobey Maguire is like the Uncle Ben in Tom Holland's universe. And he comes oh, through yeah. and Tom Holland is like, whoa, wait a minute. You look like someone I know. It seems so <laughs> outlandish. Kind of glad it didn't happen because that would have thrown such a wrench into things, especially yeah, that, after when they get introduced. Really it happens weird. right after Aunt May dies. So it'd be very weird. Yeah, of course, of course. And, and then... If- like um there's like like toby Maguire villains in the movie too and they're just gonna be like wait what <laughs> that would be very right. weird yeah I, I was just thinking that he would still be the peter parker but tom would see him and think wow like you look just like my uncle ben yeah <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of similar to what they did with um with the flash the tv show the flash where they had the og the og flash from the 90s john wesley ship play jay garrick henry allen and barry allen they had him play three different characters in the show because they were all part of the multiverse so he was barry allen from earth 90 he was jay garrick from earth 2 and then henry allen from earth 1 and it was kind of like anytime barry the main show barry from earth 1 went to a different earth he would run into his father but his father was never henry allen it was always like 
like meeting his the person that looks just like your dad but he's actually you that must be crazy <laughs> yeah also before we go back into spider-man what's the deal with those shows man but those shows like remind me of like like the cw shows remind me of like american horror story at this point because it's like they could just be playing different characters and it's just like a weird set of things going that like makes no sense and you're like what the fuck <laughs> it's wild when you consider the fact that dc has been trying to build up their movie slate and build up their movie universe and their cw tv universe is further along than their dc extended universe which is crazy because the cw tv verse doesn't really it's not really that great but they have so many characters that they've introduced or alluded to like they've at least got a green lantern in the cw universe we haven't even seen what the green lantern like we haven't seen well, we've seen a Green Lantern, Zack Snyder's Justice League, and the OG Justice League from Joss Whedon had some teases, but we haven't really seen a Hal Jordan or a Kyle Rayner or John Stewart Green Lantern yet. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know. Hopefully DC figures out their shit with like their movies, but yeah, I don't know. The shows are fucking weird. <laughs> they are. I watched Arrow for five seasons, and then I had to stop, and then when they were on the final season, I only watched the final season. I didn't want to watch the two seasons I had missed, uh, which actually didn't matter for that show. It's very weird. I jumped right in at season eight after missing two seasons. And it's like, it didn't matter that I didn't watch season six or seven. <laughs> I, don't know, I just remember like, uh, I tried watching arrow once, but for some reason, uh, I, I don't know if like I watched daredevil before it, or like if daredevil came out like right, like just after it, but I remember like when Daredevil came out, I was like, um, I kind of like this. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, speaking of Daredevil, how'd you oh. feel about that? I, I almost feel like it didn't need to be there, but I was just so glad that we got confirmation that Charlie Cox is back as Matt Murdock. And seeing him there <laughs> in that scene, it may have only been a minute and a half. So just a little bit of a taste. Um. But I'm glad that they made that crossover, taking some characters from the Netflix shows, bringing them back into the MCU, and then hopefully, you know, streamlining them, putting them into Disney Plus TV shows, or hopefully more Marvel Cinematic Universe movies down the line. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have loved to see, like, like, I was really hoping the end credits would have just been, like, just seeing Daredevil, you know, in his, like, suit or something, like, on a rooftop or something. Yeah. Um, I feel like that would have been super cool instead of, like, what we got. Um I actually was not a fan of the freaking end credit scene. That was a oh the venom one. Oh, we can get into that. That one is almost it makes okay. The venom of it all is so superfluous. It's like Wonder Woman in uh, Batman versus Superman. She's there. It's cool that she's there, but overall doesn't add anything to the movie, which kind of sucks. Especially when it's like you're supposed to be the third lead, and the the writing just doesn't give you really anything to work with. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know like it's just like i feel like it was like such a weird way to shoehorn in just like more like plot devices for like later movies yeah like i i think it's so you set something up so perfectly with venom let there be carnage with him being transported into the mcu and yeah that was the next one just have him immediately go back to his own universe like he was only there for like one week's like two-day vacation then that man was gone. Didn't even interact with Peter Parker or Spider-Man. So that tease at the end of Venom means literally nothing except for, oh, a little piece of the symbiote get le- got left behind, which I have a theory on how that could actually 
like a better theory than just that little tiny thing making it to Peter Parker. I have a I have a uh, a theory that that little bit of symbiote will basically like because they're supposed to be all controlled from a hive mind, right? Yeah, it will yeah, sort I, of I, I, no. send a yeah. signal to the rest of the symbiote to come to Earth, and then hopefully they introduce J. Jonah Jameson's son. He goes up to space, and then the symbiote makes it onto the spaceship, comes back, connects with the tiny piece, and then goes to find Spider Man. Hmm. Another theory is like, like it can go into like the whole like Secret Wars thingy. Or like he just finds out like a suit upgrade or something, but um, yeah, I don't know. Like the thing about it was like, like when you look at it this way, there's now going to be like probably like two different like Venom stories going on here. One yeah. with multiple movies, and now one's just going to be probably just like a newer, more I would say better Venom that would probably come out of the MCU, honestly. But I don't know. What's the deal with movies like this now? It's like there's multiple batmans happening at once you know there's there's just multiple everything's happening at once and it's just super weird <laughs> the batman thing might be more egregious because we're getting the rob pat movie in march like march 25th i believe and then we get the flash movie later on that year where we have ben affleck and michael keaton so three different batman in one year i mean spider-man no way home had three spider-man in it but it was all in one film and it almost kind of made sense whereas like the dceu feels kind of jumbled in the way that they're doing it and no one knows who the real batman in the universe is they say that the rob pat is earth 2 and then batfleck is done playing batman after the flash and then michael keaton is going to become the new batman in the dceu like what why are we replacing michael keaton is so old <laughs> <laughs> like i get it it's cool to have him back it's like bringing toby mcguire back but they plan on bringing michael keaton back for like multiple movies and to become this um i guess it, i guess it would almost become i guess it would be a good setup for a batman beyond or because they're doing the batwoman or is it batgirl movie uh batgirl they're doing a batgirl movie and i think that they're alluding to that he'll be in that as well which by the way michael keaton very busy in both universes because he's got the vulture multiverse stuff and now he's got <laughs> batman multiverse stuff so he's all yeah. across the board Trying to fit, he has no idea. I watched him in an interview, has no idea about what the multiverse really means. He's just like, I'm just doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's like another thing. It's like he's in Morbius too, and you're like, what, what's going on? Oh, and now, now I see so many theories to do with Morbius that people are saying it's actually going to connect to the Andrew Garfield universe. But I think that's just wishful thinking. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I don't know because like there is like that wall painting of. Toby Maguire Spider-Man in the background mm -hmm. in that too. And then he also like alludes to the fact that like there's Venom in that universe too, but it's like, is it the same Venom as uh, the Sony one or like what, what's going on? Like it, it's super weird. How would, and, 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 <laughs> and on top of that, how would it be possible that Venom, like we've had two Venom movies and there's, there's been no mention of Spider-Man except for the Tom Holland post-credits scene from Let There Be Carnage. If Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man existed in that universe already, it really wouldn't, I don't know, it wouldn't make much sense because there hasn't, it, it would just It would just feel like the studio going, you know what, we're just going to combine these two, even though there's been, there's no connective tissue, like at all. Yeah. And then with Morbius makes things more confusing because clearly Vulture's there, which means there must be some sort of Tom Holland connection. And then there's the Raimi Spider-Man PS4 photo. They took the PS4 photo from the Spider-Man game of the Raimi suit and put it graffitied it onto a wall with murderers spray painted over it so really that's even more confusing because it's not even the real suit that's just the ps4 model 
Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I have no idea how that how that movie's gonna work. Just, I, I guess you could play off like the whole like maybe maybe like Michael Keaton's just like a variant of himself with like the whole Loki thingy. Yeah. But at some point, like the average viewer is gonna be like, all right. I have no idea what these movies are doing anymore. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. How much longer do you think it'll be before the general audience just goes, okay, these Marvel movies have now, they've almost reached, um, I guess I'm going com- to com- compare it to the Fast and Furious franchise. Because the audience for there seems to be people going, okay, what the fuck is going on? Like, I f- do you feel like that's going to happen with the MCU? Is that at a certain point, the general audience is going to be like, there's way too much. I'm disconnected. I'm not. I'm. There's. No, I'm not watching this anymore. I feel like it already is at that point. Um, I, mean, I just Spider-Man just broke like, like how like, many records? If you miss a Marvel movie, then like you feel like very behind. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I haven't seen uh, like Eternals yet. So like, I I know there's like weird like weird implications going on there, and like I just I don't know. I can't, I don't know. Um, okay. With Eternals, I think the only real connection with that would be the the more, how do I really word this? The supernatural side with the introduction of the Black Knight. And then I don't know how many spoilers you know from that movie. So I, I won't say this other character's name, but the, introduce, the introduction of another character into the MCU. It seemed like that was one of the only things. And then, oh my God, there was, there's actually a lot of stuff I can't talk about if I don't want to get in spoilers with you. Another character that's more for the space like storyline with the, the MCU. They introduced them, and it seemed like those are the only things aside from introducing the gods into the MCU. I don't know what else really happened in that movie that made it required viewing for the MCU. I mean, I think that's why it's one of the lowest grossing movies now in the franchise. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, I heard some like weird, weird bad things about it, but I don't know. I'll, I'll still watch it eventually. But I do feel like I'm like missing out because like I watched it. I watched a uh, No Way Home like afterwards, and it's like I, like there's a weird like um, expectation where it's like like maybe you need to watch them all in like order. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, I know people that uh, my okay, my friends Nebel and Nicole are trying to watch it in chronological order. So you're watching Captain America, the first Avenger first, and then Captain Marvel, and then Iron Man, and all that. And I'm like, I would not bother. I'm just going to watch it in the order that they were released. Yeah. Like, because it gives you that same, like, feeling that you would, like, when you, like, would naturally watch it. And, like, you would get, like, an end credit scene and be like, oh, yeah, it's time to go forward. You know? Yeah. Like, I want to see that now. And whereas, like, if you're watching Captain Marvel before, like, fucking Iron That would be Man, such a confusing like, post-credit scene. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're like you just watched first avenger and now the next one you see captain america with black widow with blonde hair and don Cheadle, and they're like what's this beacon doing and then captain marvel shows up and you're like oh and then you don't get payoff for that for 20 movies <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell happened there yeah so like i i feel like there's like yeah like like you said like there's no like payoff to that and they'll just be like oh yeah i remember that like fucking <laughs> however many hours it takes to get to that point. <laughs> oh. But anyways, how'd you feel about all the villains? Should we talk about the villains one by one? That's a good, you know what? That's a good idea. I think one by one, we could dive into it. So let's just go into the first one. The doctor strange captured. Let's go in order that they appear lizard. Okay. 
Well, I guess Doc Ock technically appears first, but Lizard gets captured by Doctor Strange first. So I'm going to go there. <laughs> okay. So the Lizard, he looks 10 times worse than what he did. Like, kind of just looks like a like an actual video game character this time around. Um, when he first started talking, okay, I was not <laughs> expecting him to have such an accent. <laughs> Dude, okay, just rewatched the first Amazing Spider-Man movie literally last week. And his voice did not fucking sound like that in that movie. What the fuck? I know. Did, why was it so different? Like they just it, it felt so like jarring. all they did was, hey, right, hey, Reese, we know you're in London. The the actor Reese Iphens, or I think I'm saying it correctly, he's in London or whatever. They send him a mic and they're like, Hey, can you record some lines in your closet for us? And then he just did that and they did they did no editing. They just plopped the lines in over the lizard. Because mm-hmm. it just sounds like his normal voice. Whereas in the movie, like Amazing Spider-Man One, like they added stuff to it. It sounded monstrous. This just sounded like a normal human voice coming out of a giant talk, like a giant lizard. Yeah, it's it was very jarring when like I heard that like in theater, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> it threw um, me because that's not how I remember. It. Yeah, I was I, I knew that as soon as I heard his voice, I was like, that's not how I remember you sounding. But yeah, I did enjoy all the callbacks to his master plan, just wanting to <laughs> turn everybody everyone into the lizards. Liz- yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, like it was funny because like I was just talking about this movie to like my my one friend that like is doing funnily enough a Spider-Man photo shoot with me, and um, uh, she was just like like what did he want to do in the movie anyways? I was like um I'm pretty sure he just wanted to turn everybody into lizards and that's why he's the bad guy, and um for the sake of evolution or something I, I guess I was just like I was just trying to remember it myself, but like I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that's it. But, um, you want to hear something even more fucked up? Think about what he does in the first movie. He goes after the doctor, who we never see again on the bridge, because he's trying to stop him from going to a veteran's hospital and injecting a bunch of people with that serum, thus turning them into lizards. He stops them. Then the next scene, he's like, now I'm going to turn everyone into a lizard. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's got a lizard brain. Yeah, that was the, that's the that's the thing. I was like reading something online and they said after he got transformed into a lizard, he got addicted and his mind changed to the enhancements <laughs> that he felt now that he once he became a lizard. And I was like, really? Written I mean, that's that, that's why like the because if he felt that way, then he would have just let the guy go to the veterans hospital and, you know, turned those vets into lizards. I still yeah. feel like he would have done that. He would have just stopped them and then thought, you know what? Now I'm actually going to do that. Don't second guess yourself, lizard. Just do it. Yeah. Um, I'm also pissed that they didn't give him a lab coat. Like, they could have just gave him a lab coat. Just give him a fucking lab coat. (laughs) No lab coat, no purple pants, no black shirt. Useless. Yeah. (laughs) Like, they changed up Electro, which is kind of funny, but we'll we'll get into that. But, like, they changed him up a tad bit. Like, I I don't know why you couldn't just do the same. Like, the movie is kind of fan service-y, so, like, they kind of went, they kind of went there. With uh, with the lizard, I mean, he was really only there because I, I think they wanted to include more villains, obviously, into the story. And they probably had, obviously, the CGI model banked away of the lizard from The Amazing Spider-Man 1. It cut back some cost. They didn't bring back Reese Iphens for the role. He just recorded new lines. And then they reused footage from the first Spider-Man movie to have him reappear at the end. They did the same thing with Sandman. So... They were they just used both those characters as extras. And that's why they they those two felt the most like they didn't particularly fit fit in. Yeah. 
like their voices didn't fit and like like them themselves didn't really fit because like like you said this reused footage because like mm-hmm. I, I did notice some stuff like that too like with like sandman like towards the end and i'm like what the fuck like i, I think i've seen this before <laughs> literally the same shots from spider-man 3 it was so nuts i, I watched watched the movie thought something looked off while we were watching it but then i just thought oh it's just great that thomas hayden church is back this is fantastic and then i was re-watching the scene on you know tiktok spoilers and i was just like wait a minute wait a minute this is the exact same shots from spider-man 3 <laughs> yeah it's really weird and like I- i'm trying to remember like another movie that did this but oh well um anyways <clears throat> who's the next villain um it would have been, well, I guess we'll just go to Doc Ock because technically yeah. that would be the next one. He was great to have back. Alfred Molina still kills it. What do you think? Um, yeah, I do think he kills it. But it's like, it's him being in the MCU that like now there's just like like a, a surplus of jokes just like waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the MCU. Got to get ready for their, for their humor, man. It's going to be there and it's going to come in abundance. It's going to be too much, too fast <laughs> all the time. Yeah. So like seeing him in that was like, honestly, I liked it. Like, I think it's just like a very Alfred Molina thing to just be like very jokeful. So it's yeah. like, he, he worked really well with it. Um, best. What was the, what did you think of, because I would, I would think this is a twist because I assume everyone's watching the trailers thinking Doc Ock's going to be one of the main villains. But halfway through the movie, he becomes he, he teams up with Spider-Man. Was that nice to see that redemption arc for Doc Ock? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I really like that. I, honestly, I expected it because it's like he was one of the guys that like turned into a good guy. And like everyone figured that Sandman was going to be kind of a good guy in this too. Because mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It, like he literally has like nothing to fucking attack Spider-Man for, honestly. But like, we'll definitely get into that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyways, um, yeah, like I, I thought it was like a pretty cool redemption arc. Um, especially him meeting back up with uh, classic Spider-Man, which is pretty cool. <laughs> oh, dude, make my heart melt with that scene when him and Toby come face to face for the first time in seventeen years, and he's just. I love the look of admiration and pride on Doc Ock's face. He just looked so proud to see Toby grown up looking at him like, oh my God, you're still around. You're still doing good. You're still Spider-Man. And he's so happy to see him. And then to say like, how are you? And the callback to Spider-Man 2 with the just trying to do better. Like perfect. Such a perfect yeah. moment between those two. But it's also like when you think about it, it's like Doc Ock was literally just like fighting spider-man like a day ago and he was very young and now he just bumped into him and now he's very old (laughs) oh yeah that would fuck with your mind you're like wait a minute dude you were 30 years old that well i guess in at this point he's probably like i am dead i am dead i am dead right now like this (laughs) (laughs) nothing is real (laughs) everyone's making jokes this is weird (laughs) um (laughs) that's it yeah i I thought it was pretty cool Uh, i thought it was um like when uh he absorbs the uh nanotech suit i was like oh shit now he's gonna be like super doc ock and then like my expectations were just thrown out the window and they're like no no no, he's trapped now he can't do anything with this nanotech on his arms i'm surprised that that wasn't just already the way to uh to cure him almost because the nanotechnology had control of the arms so in my mind i was just like well 
the arms don't have control of Doc Ock anymore, right? But I guess he still could hear the voices in his head. So he still needed that. That chip. Control of Tony Stark. That in, <laughs> the inhibitor chip. Oh, so many callbacks. Yeah, okay. I, I, I gotta I love it. Say, they said it twice. The power of the sun. Yeah, yeah. I was about my to say hands. Um, I don't think of that. Like, I literally think of that as a meme, like statement now. Yeah. Because of like, like you, you know the memes. You know the memes. I don't, I don't even know if I want to bring one up. <laughs> they, they included so many of the fucking memes in this. Like, yeah. unbelievable. They even we'll, had. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the next. We'll yeah. get to the next one. Oh my god, dude, that one. Fucked me up. <laughs> okay, two, two. Okay, I hope it's the same one that I'm thinking of. That that because I, I was there was one that I thought was the greatest callback that they made, and we haven't even gotten to it yet. So we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Moving past Doc Ock, the Green Goblin. All right, Willem Dafoe. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. He looked exactly the fucking same. <laughs> like that's such a bold thing to do, but like he, like it just. It filled me with joy just seeing him like in all his glory. Straight from like what, like 2001? Yeah. Like, and seeing that nothing's changed, he's still giving that role his all. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, like, it's like, it's one of your like most like famous roles. And it's been like so long. He's probably dying to just jump back into like, like, just jump back into that moment again. And like I, he does it like so well. The way that he per- like one thing I took away from this from his performance in No Way Home the most was just how well he was able to play the duality of Norman and Green Goblin. But especially when he plays Norman in this movie, I was so blown away by you just you can get on his side immediately. He does Norman Osborn so well, innocent, doesn't know what's going on. I loved his chemistry with Tom Holland and him being so nice. And when he got trapped in Doctor Strange's like cell and was screaming for Peter to help him, I, mm. I loved his performance as Norman. But the goblin, goddamn. Get yeah, the and goblin. He makes that switch. That was so... one of the best scenes in the movie when, when he switches yeah. from Norman to goblin. Amazing. That was like, yeah, that was a really like cool way to like introduce like uh, Tom Holland's like spider sense in that in that way too. But yeah. like like it, like the freaking suspense going on like like you the audience are just like what what's going on what do you do what, what, what? <laughs> like like I, I felt like my like heart sinking in that moment and i had no idea what was gonna happen <laughs> the the suspense like you're right the way that they make you feel that moment um I, I couldn't believe like the way they do the spidey sense in this film was so well done but that was my favorite moment with it for sure when he just walks out of that room, we're focused on, we're focused on Tom walk it. Well, Peter, I guess I should stop calling him Tom Peter walking out of the room, sensing something's going to happen. And then you, the way that it just makes the audience wait with bated breath is so amazing. Like definitely a great, a, such a, ah, I really can't get enough of that. It was my favorite moments in the movie for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of like, I guess my favorite movie, oh, um, favorite moment to pick on in the movie is literally the line, I'm quite something of the scientist, of a scientist <laughs> myself. I was not expecting that to happen whatsoever. Like, I, I almost groaned, but at the same time, I was like, they went there. 
<laughs> they did it <laughs> and you know what i appreciate it <laughs> this movie i was so boring. happy to hear that man i was chuckling <laughs> you know i'm like, something of a scientist myself yeah thank, thank god oh and he says it in the exact same way like like he never left the freaking <laughs> rainy verse <laughs> uh, um oh well dude, oh, what know, did you think uh, when when spider-man okay when he when he he's shoots the web at him they start beating each other up throwing each other through floors dude that I've was seen, so brutal i've seen so many people talk about this online and i've i've rewatched the scene i'm i love it when he's just pounding the shit out of the green goblin's face and all he does is laugh back pitch perfect throwing him oh, through yeah, the floor dude. fucking amazing oh, yeah. that entire sequence that reminded me of like Batman v Superman, but like this one's like way more menacing and just maniacal because like the dude is like, <laughs> like you can tell he's like he's he's lost his fucking marbles and he's just ready to fuck up Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, dude, he was like slamming him through like the floor and shit. I was like, holy shit, dude! Like this is is this Tom Holland Spider Man? Is this a Tom Holland Spider Man movie I'm watching? Well, why is this shit so like intense? <laughs> It was the probably the best fight scene in the movie. I mean, it's like yeah. the Green Goblin stuff that Tom Holland has in there is great. The the Spider-Man and Green Goblin such pitch perfect arch enemies in the comics. So good and it's been so wonderfully done in the movies except for Amazing Spider-Man 2, but notwithstanding Willem Dafoe kills the role so much. Oh yeah. And it's like, going to be I, hard to have somebody come in and play the next Green Goblin because there's going to be so many comparisons to Willem Dafoe's almost definitive performance as, as it. So mm-hmm. good luck to the next person that, that wants to rival that energy that Willem Dafoe gives off because I don't think it can be topped. Honestly, I kind of hope they don't do it. I kind of want them to do like Hobgoblin or something so that it can be its own thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like, like honestly, like there's, there's, there's no touching the pinnacle that's already reached, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's not enough this, materials in the world to get that high again this brings up a good question because you're talking about we shouldn't go back down into that well basically and um my thought is like for the next bunch of spider-man movies i mean there's so many rumors going around but it'll be interesting to see what other villains they bring into it um would have been nice to see would be nice to see a craven movie i've heard a lot of people talking about now that wilson fisk is back having kingpin do a spider-man movie would be fantastic mr <clears throat> negative because the popularity from the game um, I'm still holding out hope we get Scorpion to come back and yeah, uh, maybe a better shocker man. because the shock we've had so far was shit, but that is yeah. what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I love how everyone like actually forgot about Mark- Michael Mando in the first movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's got to be mm-hmm. plans to bring him back. I imagine they'll do some sort of MCU Sinister Six. I mean, it seems like Sony really still wants to do that. Yeah, like I'm, I'm just scared they're going to like just like throw him throw them away as like a throwaway like opening villain that gets taken out you know um, oh like crossbones from civil war just yeah you know, and, dispatched and like, of immediately mm-hmm. <clears throat> and and like the leaked uh um like mysterio and like the sam uh spider-man 4 or whatever or like, oh yeah they were gonna yeah, that movie would open bruce campbell was gonna be arrested as mysterio right at the beginning and you're gonna be like damn what <laughs> but also like that one's like almost earned and like I would have loved to see that 
<laughs> I guess that one would have been earned because we would have had the setup from the three scenes from all the other movies where he's playing the wrestling announcer, the theater. Why am I? I can't fucking think of what the hell that usher, I guess, an usher, and then the yeah. maitre d. Um, since we're on Mysterio, I, I feel like the way they started off this movie, like for No Way Home, it's like they kind of just got through the whole like, like, oh yeah, uh, I'm Spider-Man and like I, I supposedly murdered Mysterio. <laughs> they got through that fairly quick. Yeah, you can tell that they really just wanted to make a multiverse movie. And they say it's not because of the success of the movie, the Spider-Verse. But dude, a hundred fucking percent is it because of the success of the Spider-Verse movie? Because I don't know if they would have done this story if it hadn't, you know, if, if they hadn't have had such a big success, if there wasn't such a clamoring for it, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Because I had the same thought as you. They just blazed through Mysterio revealing his identity and then all the cops are coming after him. He's getting arrested. And then bam. Oh, Matt Murdock comes in and everything's solved. <clears throat> Everything was done and dispatched with within the first 15 minutes just so we could get to multiverse villains and then toby and andrew come back yeah because like I, I thought like it would be like a bigger like like thing that would last in the movie that would be like just constantly like like weighing on on, on like peter and stuff like that it's like like no, no no i didn't kill this guy but like like the the scene where like matt murdoch comes in and he's just like like oh yeah i'm a, I'm a really good lawyer and stuff like that and like the thing is, like, when I first saw Matt Murdock, I was just, like, I was in awe. And I was, like, oh, my God, dude, it's Charlie. It's Charlie. And then that scene ended. And I was, like, oh, okay. And then, like, I didn't capture the fact that, like, that scene just said, like, oh, yeah, yeah, don't worry. Like, you don't have to worry about that anymore. So, like, the, the movie was was basically done right after that. Yeah. Like, like, and, like, right after that, I was just, like, I was, like, wait, is everything, like, okay kind of now? What the heck? <laughs> Yeah, it's like okay, except now he's like a celebrity and like he, he has to stay in Happy's house. They can't go back home because everyone knows where the Parkers live now. Mm-hmm. Like there's still some effects from it, but they dealt with the follow of the police coming after him very fast. <clears throat> he's arrested, then he's brought back home in the lawyer, and then they're talking about you're gonna need a lawyer to get out of this. And then the next scene, the lawyer's like, Oh yeah, you're out of this. And you're like, Whoa, <laughs> that was fast. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's almost like like you didn't earn the daredevil cameo because it's like it would have been nice to like see them like meet more naturally rather than like oh yeah here's a here's our lawyer he's actually just daredevil (laughs) it's like they skipped to the end of the daredevil cameo where when daredevil already solved all of peter's problems that's when they introduced (laughs) him it's like okay well we could have used a bit more of you here you didn't need to leave so fast (laughs) that's uh yeah Back to the villains, though, because we got sidetracked. The next villain that appears, because we've talked Lizard, Doc Ock, Green Goblin. Now we can get into Electro, Jamie Foxx returning. He definitely seemed like, between him and Willem Dafoe, it was kind of like a toss-up as to which one was more excited to be back. But I would honestly say Jamie Foxx was, was so excited to be back. Oh, yeah. He, he really wanted that redemption, man. Yeah, like, just he really the, wanted to bring it in all this time around. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I still have no idea why, like, like how his powers changed in this universe, and like why he's different. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's like whatever, whatever. It, like, it could have used a bit more explanation, but like, oh well, it's fine. 
Well, yeah, thinking back to the scene when he's introduced, we do see a little bit of blue electro there right at the beginning. And then after the fight's over, bam, it's naked Jimmy Fox with a better hairline and his teeth are fixed. Yeah, well, I mean, like, if you go back to, like, Amazing Spider-Man when it falls into the eel thing, you see, like, the eels, like, fixing his tooth gap, which is kind of strange, but, like... <laughs> well, I gotta rewatch this movie because I gotta see that shit. Yeah, like, his tooth gap. Like, it zooms in on his face. And, like, I remember, like, um, I've seen Amazing Spider-Man 2, like, a million times, honestly. And, like, I have just, like, learned that, like, his tooth gap gets fixed in the scene. Like, it's just, like, a zoom in on his face. You see his tooth, his teeth just melt together. <laughs> but, like, I mean, if the eels did that to him, maybe they fixed his hairline before they turned him into, like, this fucking electric monster. So, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> what do you think of the idea? Because I just saw this in the news like yesterday where Sony was talking about, oh, we loved the feedback from Electro being back and everyone loving the new design. And then now there's this rumor that apparently they're considering making, like giving Jimmy Fox his own standalone Electro movie. What? <laughs> I don't think people are clamoring for that. It was great to see him back, but we don't need any more. Like, Jimmy Fox totally redeemed himself. That was a way better Electro performance than what we got in Amazing Spider-Man 2. But I don't think we need more Electro. I think it's done. Like, now we've had it. We're good. Yeah. Like, like I don't think his character was all that interesting in No Way Home. I just thought it was, like, good to see him again. You know, that's it. <laughs> he brought that usual, you know, style and flair that Jimmy Fox has. That usual sus, the, you know, Jimmy Fox has a lot of salt, you know? He's a guy, he's a man of a lot of substance. So when that charisma that he has just exudes off screen, they gave him more of an opportunity to do that with No Way Home. And I feel like maybe that's the change that people saw is that we're seeing more of like that natural charisma come off of him. Because in Amazing Spider-Man 2, he just played the classic comic book trope of the nerd guy that becomes the villain. Oh, 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 everyone hates him. Now he's going to kill all of his haters. Yeah, ridiculous, honestly. And like... Here's another like weird interaction that like I, I kept on thinking of like like like, um, like the, the same thing with uh, Doc Ock and like Tobey Maguire, where it's like Andrew and um, Electro like have that like they're they're a little like yeah um, like back and forth like when he stops them. <clears throat> it's like the last time I saw you. <laughs> <laughs> you were like a weird looking nerd man with a tooth gap and you were kind of insane now you're just like 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 you you definitely have a better like headspace going on here now he's um, looking fresh yeah you're looking fresh like well also i don't believe he had underwear on that entire movie because they only gave him like firefighter clothes <laughs> that's true they just gave him those clothes at the beginning and then he was just stuck with them for the rest of the film yeah, like I, that, that just dawned on me right now. Like he did not have underwear on the entire. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like their little interaction was just like, hmm, this seems kind of weird because it's like, it's a different character. <laughs> it was uh, with that interaction. I did think it was nice that there was that illusion, or or I guess a bit of a, a bit of a shout out to Miles Morales because Jimmy Fox was talking about how, oh, but you fight poor people. You're from sorry, you. You fight poor people. Jesus. No. <laughs> but he's not you Batman. Batman. I really yeah, fucked that Batman. up. <laughs> he helps poor people. 
and he's from Queens. And Jamie Foxx is like, I just thought you'd be black. And then Andrew Garfield's like, oh, I'm really sorry, Max. <laughs> that was a good moment. That was a good moment. I'm so sorry I fucked that up. But that was a good moment. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, that was definitely like a little, a little nod to Miles Morales. I mean, like he's kind of like already set up in the MCU. It's like Donald Glover. With how much it seems like Tom Holland wants to stop being Spider-Man, now seems like it'd probably be a, a decent time to bring Miles Morales into it. The only issue I have with that is it does feel like we've had so much setup with Tom Holland and the way that No Way Home ends. There's clearly more story to be had there. This was sort of him finally becoming and finally realizing what it means to be Spider-Man. This, yeah, a- and now Tom Holland's talking about how he doesn't want to do it anymore. Like, whoa whoa you just broke free from iron boy jr now you don't now you want to just quit (laughs) um well like i I did hear that like they do want to set up like the next spider-man movie like a lot quicker this time around just like because of the way it ended yeah um so like like here's hoping he'll just like stick on to like that movie and like maybe that movie can also introduce like a different type of spider-man but like at the same time it's like they also set up the symbiote so mm-hmm. it's like like I, I don't know if this is going to be like a multi-movie thing until that happens but like they yeah. could i get in my gears are turning here so i'm thinking they could do the symbiote storyline or maybe if they do an mcu crossover event maybe they could introduce the symbiote there sort of like you were mentioning secret wars earlier which is where it first uh, appeared they could do that <laughs> Have that do like have Secret Wars. Tom Holland comes in, does a little like begins the symbiote storyline. Then we get a more traditional Venom storyline in Spider-Man Four or something. But also at that same time in Spider-Man Four, I think they need to introduce. We need to see Miles, and then we need to start setting up the passing of the baton between the two of them. If Tom Holland <coughs> doesn't want to do it anymore, I think it's time yeah. to start setting up Miles Morales as the person going forward. And you know what? I think this one kid from uh, the, and I'm sorry, I don't know his name, but there's this one kid from Blackish that loves Spider Man. And I think he'd be a decent Miles Morales. Give him some of that Marvel money. He works out, gets some abs, <laughs> like ripped. There you go, Miles Morales. Yeah, you know, like when, when you're tasked to play a comic book character, I don't know what they do to you, but they get you in shape. <laughs> Look at Kumal Nanjiani. He used to be like fucking, like, what the fuck happened to that guy? He looks so fucking okay. I'm not, I'm not gonna say anything fucked up. He just looks so fucking wild now. Like the way he's like ripped and shit. Like damn. Mm-hmm. Like it's like they like just put like a gun to his family and it was like work out right now. His jawline has like completely changed because I, I was I rewatched Silicon Valley this year and watching him in that show. He's got like you know not a very defined jawline, but definitely not very square. And then nowadays you'd look at him. The man that has done so much working out has gained so much weight, bulked up and all that. He now has the squarest motherfucking jaw I've ever seen. Like, it looks so monstrous. <laughs> He's the crimson shin. Yeah, literally, though. Literally. <laughs> the man The man has completely changed the way he looks. Like, it's almost like Kumal 1.0 went to Kamal, just skipped four steps. He's Kamal 5.0. Completely different person. Well, you know who hasn't changed? Sandman. Beautiful transitions. <laughs> that segue was great. But uh, yeah, he looks exactly the same. Basically, because he is exactly the same. Just Spider Man Three. 
<laughs> I, I loved how they just had him just be sand the whole time. Yeah, like for a while, I was like, okay, they didn't get him. <laughs> they clearly couldn't get the actor to come back. And that's the only, it was so egregious. Like you knew that that was exactly the reason why he was sand the whole time. Because like, oh, other, Thomas like wasn't available. Like from like a story writing standpoint, it's like, like oh yeah, uh, Sandman was just shy, you know? He, d- he didn't want to show his, show his like, actual face. So he's just going to be sand the entire time. I will say, <laughs> and I don't, I, I wonder, I wonder if you agree with me here. I think Sandman's introduction in No Way Home was my favorite villain introduction. Just the way that he pops up, saves Spider-Man and is like, Spider-Man, like I'm here, Peter, I'm here to help you. Like what's going on? What's like, it just, I loved that. It's like, it was clear that nothing had changed between him and Spider-Man and his universe since Spider-Man three, right? He was still a good guy helping Spider-Man trying to figure out what's going on. And then he had, this was my biggest complaint with the movie is Sandman had no reason to fight Spider-Man. He mm-hmm. just fought Spider-Man because the plot needed him to fight Spider-Man. That was it. Yeah, like I, I totally felt that too. Um, and like, yeah, I also agree. It's like, like he actually had like a like a normal reaction to like what the fuck's going on. He's just like, "What is happening, Spider-Man? That's you. Help me. What? what, what, what help me understand what's going on here." Whereas everyone else is just like, "I'm a villain now. Time to attack." Yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Electro, uh, Electro, Green Goblin, and Lizard kind of those are the only three that kind of stayed villainous. Whereas we got Doc Ock went good, and then Sandman just inexplicably jumped from both good, yeah. bad, good, bad, good, bad. I mean, make he your was, mind, Flint Marshall, make your mind. <laughs> he did just escape from prison, probably has trust issues. Uh, but he's like totally on board to get helped out by Peter to get the cure, you know to become whole again, go see his daughter, become a regular person. He's no longer the sand monster. And then because Green Goblin and Electro break out and all that, he's like, no, I'm not dealing with this. Now I'm going to team up with these guys and beat Spider-Man up. Like, bro, you wanted to be set free. You wanted to be cured. Like, Spider-Man's not going to kill you. If he sent you back as Sandman, you know, well, maybe. Well, we know we don't even know if he died. We don't, he doesn't even die in his movie. He just disappears. He doesn't yeah, have any... He's going off of what everyone else thinks because he doesn't know how his story ends. So everybody else dies. He thinks he does too, I guess, but he doesn't. Yeah, I was kind of one like, uh, like I was hoping the movie would explain that because it's like they're like that that one scene where they're all stuck in like the like their prison cells, and like the lizard is just like like oh like tell me Max, do I die too? And then like you don't get that answer, and it's like wait, does he die? Because like all these villains are here because like they know Spider-Man and like they're going to die. Yeah. Technically he didn't like, he just ran away at the end of the movie. Like he got cured and then just went away. Yeah. Like Sandman just blew into the wind. Oh, I was talking about lizard. Yeah. Sandman. He just blew into the wind. We watched Harry Osborn die and then Sandman just goes off into the wind. Yeah. Like, I mean like both of them, they basically just, yeah, they they all blow in the wind. (laughs) It's, but, um, it's very it, i don't know it's interesting with sandman because I, I really didn't like what they did with that with him because i liked his introduction but the fact that he, i mean okay i understand what they were going for from a movie making standpoint they needed another villain they wanted to have another multiversal villain come in to fight all right cool whatever it just didn't really work because sandman didn't have the motivation to to do any of that even if he thought he was going to die he still wanted to be cured 
So if he got cured, then he could at least see his daughter. And I don't think it would matter. Like, I feel like yeah. that he, 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 he was so on board to be cured. All that changed because Green Goblin and Electro are assholes. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, that was the one part. That was the one part that really bugged me in the movie. I don't know. You want to hear the part that bugged me the most in the movie? Please, I do. I really do. All right. It is the scene like right before it when like three Spider-Men come together. Like they they've already formed, and they're all just like, "All right, well, we got to stop these villains. Let's just create like." four different cures all at once <laughs> and um like something that would be like completely like impossible to think of in like the last uh couple movies where it's like all right spider-man can make a super collider device that's like help sandman um there could be like a lizard cure formula for um uh, like like the lizard cure one was like probably like the most practical but it's also like come on the you just put that one, together with a box of scraps what's the going lizard on one it's the most pass because andrew garfield <laughs> developed the cure in his own movie so he knows what he'd be making he knows what he would do he's just doing the same thing again i know but it's just like like all right let's just do it from like with like nothing basically um yeah. and then there's the fucking goblin cure you could have used that goblin cure on your best friend before you like you threw a fucking grenade at his face. <laughs> yeah, if Toby knew it, dude, that's a good point. If Toby knew how to make that shit, he could have totally been like, "Oh, Harry, we got into a fight." Develops a cure for Harry before he goes to see him, and then stab him, and then stab him in the neck with it, basically. But he was also controlled by the symbiote. Peter wasn't thinking clearly. Yeah, I guess that was so. a dick move, though, throwing a bomb at your best friend's face. <laughs> Doesn't mention Probably. that when he's telling Ned about his best friend dying in his arms after he tried to kill him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he tried to kill him too. At the same time, Tobey Maguire knew that Harry had the Goblin Serum at the beginning of Spider-Man Three when he fucking used his web to knock his memory out. He could have cured him somehow. He could have cured him he somehow. He had ample that. opportunity. You're right. He had ample opportunity to fu- to fix that situation before he blew up his friend's face. <laughs> Maybe it just like weighed on him so hard that he's like, you know what? I know how to make the goblin cure now because I feel bad. <laughs> but yeah, like the, like everybody had that moment. Even like um like Doc Ock, like instead of him like like getting a grasp over his arms and like getting like full full thought over everything, it's just like, oh no no, Tom Holland. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna like fucking hack into your. Uh, what is it like neural link? <laughs> um, his like his little like spinal cord thingy, but like yeah, the inhibitor chip, inhibitor chip. That's right. Um, yeah, it's like every all these villains just get like like insta cured. <laughs> the which okay, is like the two most probable ones, the ones that make the most sense are Doc Ock and the Lizard. Like, if I'm if I'm to say which two, because making an inhibitor chip, I can okay. Maybe makes sense. Toby probably could have done that in his own movie and never thought about that, which is a <laughs> that's a mistake on his part. He fumbled Toby the bag on that one. Mistakes. A bag of mistakes, apparently. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. With like, the Goblin one, why didn't we? Do, why didn't we do this before? With Sandman, it's basically like he just they just did this. They just just had to recreate what what made Sandman basically, but a smaller version of it, right? Yeah. I'm trying to remember like what that device even did. I just sonic disruptor, I think, or I 
I think that's what it was called, but n- no guarantee. It sounds like something that would turn a sand person into a person person again. Well, yeah, didn't he walk into a fucking collider of some sort? Yeah, he like fell into one and then it stirred him like a fucking bowl of soup. There we go. So they basically <laughs> just recreated it. <laughs> bowl of soup. <laughs> they basically <laughs> just recreated that same shit. Mm-hmm. Um, what the hell? <clears throat> but anyways... We're all done with the villains now. Well, we can get How to the good stuff. About the Spider-Mans. Oh, man, that was good. Okay, okay. Well, I, I, I will say, I will say, like, when we, get, when we got to the point where it's, like, all the villains, like, they, they all, like, teamed up and, like, they all, uh, like, Aunt May, Aunt May, like, died and stuff like that. Um, after all of that, like, Tom Holland's going through, like, a very depressing, like, thing. In my mind, I was, like, are they even going to put the other Spider-Mans in this movie? I feel like there's like so much going on right now and at this current moment. There's no way they can fit these Spider-Mans in. And then in my mind, I was like, well, that's okay. Cause like I had a good time up to this point. And like, I kind of want to see them see uh, Tom Holland take on all these villains after Green Goblin just killed his aunt mate. Uh, I want to see this happen. And all of a sudden Andrew Garfield just appears. And I was like, Oh fuck. What? <laughs> that second like, half of the movie uh, really changes everything. Yeah, like the, the tonality is like completely different. I'm pretty sure they did that on purpose. They mm-hmm. want to go from happy-go-lucky to this guy's got actual responsibilities and and um like is being like uh, <clears throat> oh, what's the word? I don't know, like punished. <laughs> He's actually going through a tough time in this movie, whereas the other ones, like you know, he's just a kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The little Iron Boy Junior. Yeah, but anyways, like up until that point, when like Andrew Garfield appears, like I was like, I was genuinely surprised that they like they actually did it. Avoiding spoilers was the hardest thing I had to do. For those oh yeah, me too. Dude, I had to delete YouTube. I deleted TikTok. TikTok is the worst for it. You know um, what fucking spoiled it for me? Like, never gonna believe this. I avoided most of the spoilers, and then I think it was the day, the day I saw it on Saturday. I was going through my Twitter feed, and I followed the Chicago Bulls on my Twitter feed, and they literally posted a spoiler from Spider Man. Just outright showed a photo of their players pretending like one of them was dressed up as Andrew Garfield. One of them was dressed up as Tobey Maguire and they were coming through Dr. Strange's portals. And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Damn. Uh, Fucking Chicago Bulls. You were my favorites to win the NBA title this year. Now you can go fuck yourselves for spoiling (laughs) Spider-Man. That must suck. I actually did not get spoiled. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Um, I deleted literally everything to get definitely to it. what I should have done is just delete everything. I, I even told my brother to do that too. Um, he just saw it on uh, Sunday, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, "Yeah, delete TikTok, delete YouTube, get that shit out of here right now." Your phone TikTok is listening. Is really to you. bad. As soon as yeah. I saw it, I wonder if it was the same for you. As soon as I saw it, TikTok just became flooded with Spider-Man spoilers. Yep. Yeah, same here. As soon as I got it back, I was like, what? Everything is just like garbage cam footage. And I'm like, did everyone record this movie? There were <laughs> entire 
entire accounts that just got created within like a day that were publishing basically the entire movie on TikTok. Yeah, I like, couldn't believe what I was seeing. And like even like two, like like even after seeing it, like I don't even want to watch them because like I just want to watch the movie again in like whole. Yeah. Just to capture the same stuff rather than just seeing a shitty cam footage of uh, Toby Maguire walking through a portal looking old as fuck. I watched. <laughs> Oh, I've, I've been watching the shitty cam footage. I'm okay with it. I just sent you a really good HD photo from the uh, the moment of Andrew and Toby with their arms around one another on Instagram. An HD photo? <laughs> it's like an HD photo. I think it's still from someone's like camera at the movie theater, but it's really good quality. It like surprised me how well they fucking got that shot. Oh, shit. Give me a month. That's my Twitter profile in a month. Once the spoilers are gone. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool okay so i want to get into something here with toby mcguire coming back like it was great seeing andrew garfield come back i loved it i want to get more into that in a second but toby mcguire seeing him come back gets that one million dollar paycheck for this 30 minutes of screen time role reprising our friendly neighborhood spider-man the feelings i got the amount of joy the moment toby and andrew step step through the screen I had a smile on my face that did not go away until that movie was over. Same. <laughs> but one moment in particular made me laugh like a little boy. And it was when they were talking about their web shooters on the, at the Statue of Liberty. Like the fact he's got like web, uh, web fluid in his arms and everyone else has the web shooters. But just before that, <laughs> just before that, when him and, to- him and Andrew have that, have that moment together when Toby goes over the railing and he's like, it's my back. Yeah. <laughs> the best callback to Spider-Man two I've ever seen. I did not expect that. I was so fucking happy that that happened though. <laughs> my um, back. My yeah, I back. Love, I love oh, that. Dude. In my movie theater, I think there was only like, I think I heard one chuckle behind me. Maybe <laughs> if that, and I was just so glad that maybe there was at least one other person there that understood. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I had this like weird connection with that, with like just that from Spider Man Two, because like um like when I did a like a play in uh, my second year of college, um, I had to do this like weird like acrobatic like roll like like a leap and a roll on the ground, and I had to do this for like um like almost two weeks straight of doing this role and I would land right on my spine every single day. <laughs> and like, I remember like at the end of every fucking day, I would just be like, my back, my back. My back <laughs> I'd, I'd my just back. be quoting it. And I'd also be like, I, I just understood. <laughs> <laughs> I finally felt what, what Peter Parker was going through. Yeah. And Kobe, like, was going through Kobe was dealing with a broken back. Yeah, like I, I was definitely feeling feeling the same pain, just less pain, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I really did like I, I like their banter between each other. They um, had like good chemistry, even if um it felt like t- to me at least it really felt like Toby was there just to get the paycheck. He wasn't giving <laughs> the same energy as the other two, but it still was so nice to see him there. I mean, like, if you look at him in, like, his own movies, he's very just, like, a calm-spoken guy. 
So like it, it makes sense that he's just calm spoken the entire time. <clears throat> I will say when like they're on like the, the Statue of Liberty and they're all like trying to figure out the game plan and then like t- uh, Tom Holland's like um like fucking up like an explanation to something and then like Toby's just like how is this helping? Yes, <laughs> dude. Yes, that moment. Yeah, I love that. That delivery oh, yeah. that gave me that gave me old Tobey Maguire vibes because I always felt like he was always given a lot in those original movies. And I, when I rewatched them, <laughs> I mean, even if he was calm, he at least had those moments, those screaming moments, yeah. or the, those. <laughs> it was really just scream moments, screaming or yelling moments. And the when he's having that moment with them, <laughs> Tom's trying to explain the Avengers, and then Toby's like, "How is this helping?" I love that too. <laughs> love that too. Earth's mightiest heroes. <laughs> I was in a team. What a what a moment to shoehorn that in. I, I, I've only ever worked alone. I only worked alone too. Guys, I was in the Avengers. The Avengers, that's great. What is that? <laughs> is that a band? Is the Avengers a band? No, Earth's Mightiest. How is this helping? Ah. Oh. Now you got me um, thinking, which one was actually my favorite moment? Is it that? <clears throat> is it my back? Is it the Sandman introduction? Is it... Oh, shit. Okay. Is it... um? Wow, there's, there's actually way too many for me to even fucking remember. What the hell was that one I said earlier on in the episode? Damn it, I'm forgetting everything. Um, oh, the back one? or? Well, we'll, we'll just forget about it. I, I know I said something earlier on in the show about one of my favorite moments, but it doesn't matter. Hmm. The back <clears throat> one, Doc Ock, the moment with Doc Ock and Toby again. Anything, oh, the web was, anything from that second fucking half, everything was so great. Oh, I didn't even get into actually one of my favorite moments from before. I missed this when we were talking about Sandman. Uh, when Electro is naked in front of them, I'm just going to get through this real quickly because I feel like I've talked for a while. But when Electro is naked in front of them and st- <laughs> he says something like, you guys are just going to look at me naked? Like, you guys are let me stand around here naked, not give me any clothes or whatever? And then Sandman's like, I am going to do that, yeah. I'm just going <laughs> to sit here and watch you, like, just look at you naked. <laughs> I loved that too. Just how casual he was about, yeah, I'll just, I'm just going to keep looking at you naked. Yep. <laughs> Weird thing to include, but I did think it was funny. So you had to tell at least one joke. It's the quota for every character in the MCU. You need to tell at least one weird joke. <clears throat> yeah. It probably felt so strange to him too. Cause he literally told no jokes in uh, Spider-Man three. I'm surprised they didn't capitalize on a Doctor Strange joke involving the fact that Doctor Strange is in the movie and he was referenced as a potential name for Doc Ock in Spider-Man 2. Yeah, for some reason, I always like saw that in, in Spider-Man 2. I was like, like, oh, he's probably like, it's probably just a comic book. I don't know. I never really thought of it as like a serious thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <clears throat> But yeah, I think it be, would be kind of funny if, like, Tobey Maguire was just like, are, are you, like, a comic book or something? <laughs> we didn't really get to see much interaction with Toby and, like, Toby, Andrew, with Doctor Strange. They do have, like, that one moment close to the end where they just say, where have you been this whole time? And then that was it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could have used... You could have been help. helping us this entire time. <laughs> I did like a lot of people. I I felt like there's maybe there could have been a bit more interaction between those guys, but it was okay. Yeah. I will say there could have been a lot of people helping them out in that moment. I feel when the multiverse was breaking apart. uh, I know there's rumors. People are saying this takes place the same time as Hawkeye, 
Uh, if Hawkeye is there at Rockefeller Center battling Kingpin at the exact same moment that three Spider-Men are taking on these villains at the Statue of Liberty, Hawkeye does not have his priorities straight, man. That, that's an Avengers-level threat that was happening. The multiverse was breaking apart. Mm-hmm. There are better things to take care of at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> He's just trying to clear his name so we can go home. <laughs> he just wants to have a holiday. <clears throat> Um, what do you think of now everyone coming out now that they've seen the movie and Andrew Garfield's performance? I actually really liked him. Repri- like he was my, it's weird, second favorite because Tom Holland was obviously the best in this movie, but Andrew Garfield outshined the, some of those guys in, in some of those moments. Like mm-hmm. Peter three, Peter three, whoa. <laughs> he gave so much energy. You could really tell he loved being back. And now there's all these people that just came out of the woodwork saying we always wanted amazing spider-man 3 come on sony do what's right andrew is always my favorite spider-man like what y'all are bandwagoners no one has said that no one has ever said andrew garfield was their favorite spider-man what the fuck yeah like i will say like back in like 2014 like amazing spider-man 2 did come out and it did end i did want to see another one because i was like the way they ended it they have to show another one but like as time grew on the end yeah, and like you're looking at it in like retrospect, you're just like, I don't know if I wanted to see that next one. Mm-hmm. Like there was like theories that like the movie was gonna be like Andrew was gonna be like growing back the people he lost or something like that, and Norman Osborn was gonna be a severed head. And like when I got when I caught light of that, I was like, um, I don't know if I wanted to ever see that. <laughs> but I will say like he he does have like the most deserving. Um, uh like comeback out of like everybody in the in this whole movie basically they also have a very i would say very self-referential moment to his movies obviously <laughs> when spot when toby mcguire says what's with the self-talk man you are not lame you are amazing you're amazing that was nice it's very cheeky very 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 tongue-in-cheek really mm-hmm. um but it, it really works because i feel like it works for the, the movie because we're talking about how he's never fought anyone from like an alien from space or whatever. So he thinks he's lame, but it also works from a meta perspective that everyone thinks he's the worst Spider-Man. And that's, this is what people think is the best Spider-Man reassuring him that he's amazing. Yeah. It's a great moment. I, I like that too. Um, how'd you feel about the, uh, the big um, Andrew Garfield redemption? Surprising that we didn't haven't talked about that yet. That was nice. I know. Although I don't know if it didn't really carry that much emotional weight for me, but seeing him break down, it was like it was nice. But the moment it, it happened so fast. So yeah. you didn't really have much time to really ruminate or stay with the situation and really live with those emotions <laughs> that he was experiencing. I feel um, like they could have done that moment better, but it was still nice to see him get that moment where he rescues the girl. Like rescues and, his like an mj you know yeah um what'd you think well, then again like he doesn't even know if he has an mj yet which i i always kind of thought like that's kind of funny to think about like he's probably like, thinking about that now <laughs> yeah going back and okay i had the same thought i think i said this to Lindsay right after we watched the movie i was like oh my god is this guy gonna go back to his universe and he's gonna he's gonna know oh these other two guys ended up with a ch- with a girl named mj watson you know, either either it's Mary Jane or Michelle Jones. He they ended up with an MJ Watson. 
Yeah, now he's going to be on the lookout. He's going to be stalking phone books, going on like Facebook. Mary Jane Watson, I need to. Fo- Who is this person? <laughs> like, if you think about it, if he just adds a million MJ Watsons on Facebook and tries to message at least like like all of them, one of them will probably stick. Who knows? Either that or he's going to be Spider Man in his universe that has like a hundred MJs and he's not sure which one's the actual MJ. <laughs> Question. You're you're making Amazing Spider-Man three. Sony has green lit it. Do you bring back Shailene Woodley as Mary Jane Watson, or do you just recast, bring somebody else in? Um, I say bring back Shailene because like, you know, she already did the work beforehand, and it wasn't shown. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if everyone's getting redemptions here, then like, you know, she deserves one, even though she doesn't really. I guess she has a bit of a case for one. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I have a feeling she was probably excited to do the role and then to only figure out that you're cut from everything. Kind of just feels garbage, you know? She got the Marlon Wayne's treatment from Batman Returns because back in 19... Oh, what the hell? 1992, I think, when Batman Returns was coming out, Marlon Wayne's was cast as Robin for that movie, and he was supposed to be in it, filmed scenes, did a, had a costume made up. There are action figures out there of him as Robin. Like, you can find them. They're worth a lot of money now because he never ended up in the movie. But they just cut him from the final movie because they felt like there was too much going on. It was too dark of a storyline. They'll introduce Robin in the next film. Of course, they end up recasting him with, you know, a white guy, Chris O'Donnell. And I've always thought about this because I love Marlon Wayans. I love him. Love him as a comedic actor. And I always thought what a missed opportunity it was to have him be Robin in those classic Tim Burton Batman movies because I feel like that would have been that would have been really cool to see. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so maybe the same thing was for Shailene Woodley. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe Marlon Wayne will reprise uh, that role in like a Michael Keaton movie or something like that. Who knows? Oh, buddy. That would be such a, re- that would be such a redemption because no one, no one's talking about that. We should get that started. You and me just started it. Marlon Wayne's let's respect for Marlon Wayne's. Let's give him, let's put him in the flash. Let's contact Andy Muschietti, the director. Let's be like, yo, you're doing multiverse stuff. Get a goddamn Marlon Wayans cameo in there, man. No one will understand it, but I'll love it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, who's, who's the guy who's supposed to be a Two-Face? Um... Billy D. Williams. Another yeah. one. Okay, no, no disrespect to Tommy Lee Jones because he did a great job, but what the hell could Billy D. Williams have done? It's probably going to be a lot darker. Mm-hmm. Notice than, how both of these characters were played by black actors and then they're then recast with white actors for when they eventually had their turn. Like, damn. I don't know. Maybe they were like looking at it from like, uh, well, they're white in the comics. Still maybe stupid. I, I still feel like those other two choices were better. I would have yeah. rather seen Marlon Wayans over Chris O'Donnell as Robin. Mm-hmm. Tommy like, Jones, though, I'll give you that. That one's kind of interesting. Yeah, like, uh, like looking at like all like the, um, like artwork and stuff like that that was done of them as those characters. Like they looked way more interesting than what we got. Freaking Tommy Lee Jones looked like a Spy Kids villain. <laughs> That's so good. That's good. Anytime someone mentions Spy Kids villains, I always think of the thumbs. I always think of the thumbs. No, no, no. Yeah, I think of the Fooglies or whatever they're called. Oh God. <laughs> Or um, what the hell was the what was it the what was the what was Elijah Woods character's name from Spy Kids Three? Was it just the kid? He was the guy. The guy. 
<laughs> so close. So close. I forgot he was in that movie. <laughs> oh, I, remember, I remember rewatching that. I could. I think it was with you and Ian, honestly, when we watched Spy, uh, Spy Kids 3 Game Over. I was blown away that Sylvester Stallone was in that movie. I completely fucking forgot. Yeah, I knew he was in that movie all along. I was always like, he did this movie. I love it. <laughs> That's crazy. Those movies feel almost they feel like a fever dream almost because the second movie island of monsters with like dinosaurs and like Loch Ness monster type shit going on very crazy mm-hmm. <clears throat> now we got very sidetracked we were at andrew garfield amazing spider-man 3 now we're back here we go <laughs> um i would i would see it i would if they want to make it Maybe they could connect it to some of their other franchises. I mean, like we talked about it earlier, combining them with Morbius or Venom. Uh, it would just be like, how would that work, I guess, exactly. But um, I think maybe really if they introduce doesn't. a different Spider-Man into their Venom universe, they could use Andrew Garfield's. And then we could have redemption for that, for his Spider-Man. And then we have another Spider-Man universe going on concurrently with the MCU, if they decide to do that. And who knows? Yeah, yeah. you know what feeling I get from like, the Sony verse and the MCU verse trying to like figure their shit out. I see it as like, like two students in like a high school setting. And like one of them's like doing a really good job and the other one's like doing something. And like, they have to like put their work together. And one of them does like, feels too bad to fucking delete everything the other one did. (laughs) So they just have to like somehow find a way to masterfully put it in their own. Oh, that's how I'm seeing this whole thing. And like, like with like Morbius and like Venom and stuff like that, I know they're going to be like, not like the best movies. Like I, like, I just know that from now on, they're not going to be good, <laughs> but still excited to see. I, I'm still very interested in seeing Morbius though, just because of how confusing all the shit is about it. Yeah. Like, exactly. Thing, like, like that was like what I wanted to see out of like Venom too and stuff like that. I was like curious. I was like, are they going to lead into something with like MCU or something or what, what's going on here? And like, I don't know at this point, like my, my expectations are kind of all over the place because of what happened in, at the end of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh, he's here. And he's there. He's gone. Yeah. It was like, yeah. <laughs> Missed opportunity. I feel like that's just them dropping the ball, but I also feel like it's Kevin Feige saying, look, your Venom movies are successful. I don't want them a part of my MCU. You can drop in, drop off the symbiote, then get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. They're talk. Um, I don't want to get too far off topic from No Way Home, but I saw this thing Tom Rothman was talking about, and he's one of the big guys at Sony Pictures. He was talking about how, you know, we do one movie with MC, you know, we give them a character for the MCU, and then, you know, they give us somebody for our movies. So, like Iron Man being in Homecoming. Nick Fury being in Far From Home, Doctor Strange, obviously in No Way Home. He just talked about how it's very reciprocal. And then he says how they already have one banked away for an MCU film. So they already have an an upcoming MCU film that is going to feature a Spider-Man character. Mm. Who's it going to be? Obviously, the guesses go with it's going to have something to do with Doctor Strange. And the rumor since the first trailer for Doctor Strange was one of the after credit scenes, this connects. The rumor for Doctor Strange was that Tobey Maguire was supposed to reprise Spider-Man again yeah. in that movie. I actually, I saw that one before too. 
and like it's it's weird because like i never like took it out of my mind i i just always assumed all right multiverse of madness or whatever uh Tomogar is gonna be it. I I just fucking told myself that, and it's weird because like I got so excited when I first heard that. I told my brother, and I just told him. I I, I literally haven't told him since. Uh, oh yeah, it was just a rumor. <laughs> so it's literally just been in my mind this entire time that's gonna happen. The doc. Okay, so now that we've experienced No Way Home, uh, maybe we should talk about the ending before we go off into the next thing because I do want to talk a little bit of Doctor Strange, the upcoming sequel, yeah. the next MCU film that's going to be released. But we should talk about that ending. Peter Parker making everyone forget who he is. Not remembering Spider-Man. So everyone remembers who Spider-Man is, but Peter Parker's been wiped off the face of the earth. He has to retake his GED, get into Empire State University instead of MIT. He's going to restart his whole life with no one. Very interesting place to leave him off. Mm-hmm. We're it's very British. Poor Peter Parker. Yeah, like... When you look at like all the movies, it's like a it's like a three movie long origin story. Like I, I've seen it um, described as that. It's like you know he's he he went from like needing a lot of help and a lot of resources from like other people and like having like all these mentors to now just completely being on his own. He's got to do it on his own now. Becoming you know that Spider Man that everyone actually knows. I think it's a really cool way to write all like the things that like people had problems with from like the other movies um it's also like oh sorry i was just gonna say the iron boy jr complaint that everyone always talks (laughs) about yeah it's that's exactly what i'm getting at um and like like now it's it's like interesting because it's like you know what can tom holland bring now like is his tonality and his acting going to change for like the more of the spider stuff and my cat is freaking out on the other side of the Fucking door. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be I interesting. I, I hope with the next trilogy, I don't know how long it's going to be. I think it'll be three years before we see another Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland. I, I think maybe he'll come back, film a movie two years from now. We'll have Spider-Man 4. Who knows? But I think they're going to give him a bit of a break. But when he does come back, we're finally going to, I feel like maybe there'll be less and less of an MCU connection and more of just classic Spider-Man facing classic villains. Mm-hmm. and then maybe he comes back for a uh, an avengers movie and everyone's just like we yeah. need some help and then they go contact the guy from queens but no one knows who he is so they need to find spider-man kidnap him make him come to the avengers help them out <laughs> yeah I-, I will say like spider-man met a lot of people so far so it's going to be kind of like I-, I wonder if it's going to get kind of annoying or like whenever you see spider-man in the mcu because he's just gonna be like i know this guy but he doesn't know me anymore. <laughs> they I all still know who Spider-Man is. So all the Avengers know they fought with Spider-Man. They just don't know who, who's underneath the mask. Yeah. So like, I wonder if Spider-Man is just going to be making references almost like a dead in like a Deadpool standpoint where it's like, oh yeah, I, I know more than you think. <laughs> That's good, yeah. Um, I thought Dr. So. Strange was going to be one of the only people that would remember who he is at the end, but they don't. Maybe he is because he's all this, like, well, not the Sorcerer Supreme anymore, but definitely a master of the mystic arts. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I, I thought, I, I like the sadness that Dr. Strange also conveyed when he was telling Peter that he was basically going to miss him. That was a nice moment between the two mm-hmm. of them because we've seen those two grow a bit of a bit of a connection throughout this movie and then Infinity War as well. 
Yeah, well, I mean, like in Infinity War, he kind of just trash talked in front of uh, Tony Stark. <laughs> but, it was a great relationship. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely just like a Doctor Strange just doesn't like kids kind of kind of way. This one never had kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, Doctor Strange too. Hmm. You know what's funny? Um, when I was in the theater, I knew for a fact there's going to be something at like the very, very end credits. Like I never like searched up or anything. Like, uh, mm-hmm. should I stick around? So I just left. <laughs> but like, I, I do know about the trailers. Like, I did see like spoilers from like TikTok. But like, yeah. Um, that looks going to be crazy. Yeah, it it does seem like what if like the the show what if is now a like needed viewing <laughs> for people yeah if you're gonna want to understand who evil dr strange is or supreme, supreme dr strange, strange. Supreme or something like that. yeah <clears throat> i don't think he's like very evil he's just a just a very well, he just did a bad man. thing his narcissism his ego and his narcissism got in the way and ended yeah. up him killing an entire universe. And now he's the protector of another Puck universe. Yeah. And it's also like, what, why? <laughs> What's going on? Why are you doing this now? Mm-hmm. It seems like he's going to break out from this prison, but red herring, because they already said that Wanda was the main villain of the movie. So they're setting up, they're making us think with this trailer that it's actually going to be an evil Doctor Strange. When I can guarantee you, that motherfucker will probably be in the movie for 10 minutes and then taken care of just like that because they already said Wanda was supposed to be the main villain. So, yeah. <clears throat> what anything, do you think of probably... Mordo's new hairstyle? Man's got fucking dreadlocks? He looks sick. I didn't, see, I didn't actually see that. Oh my God. He has dreadlocks? Now? Oh yeah, he's like a fucking amazing new hairstyle. Um, <laughs> I could get into rumors because I've been reading up on a lot of the Multiverse of Madness stuff that's been leaking out what people think is going to happen um what the reshoots because they just did six weeks of six day reshoots and apparently those reshoots were just to fix some problems with the plot sort of change some of the sequences obviously that's to happen so i assume whatever the original plot line for the movie was that leaked out months ago it's probably not that anymore after these reshoots but on top of that i heard the reason for the reshoots was to also accommodate a bunch of people who were not available during the initial filming of the film to come in and do cameos because they're introducing the Illuminati in Doctor Strange 2. They're bringing back... Wait, do you want? how much do you want to know about this? Because if you also want to be not spoiled. Uh, I don't mind. I don't mind. You can tell me. They're planning on bringing back Patrick Stewart as Charles Xavier, but with the classic floating chair. They're bringing... <laughs> They're bringing in Captain Carter from the What If show. Monica Rambeau is going to come back from WandaVision, but she'll be a different universe's Captain Marvel. They're bringing in Balder, I heard, but they, they had someone, I believe, cast for that already. So that one's confirmed. They're apparently, now this one's the, one of the biggest stretches, like aside from Tobey Maguire being a stretch, but they want to bring back Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, which would be very interesting if they do that because... Logan was perfect. And obviously, this is just a rumor. Take it with a grain of salt. Might not even be true. But Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. They also want to bring back Mr. Fantastic so that they can introduce the fan- sort of have a 
sly way of introducing the Fantastic Four into the MCU by bringing in a different version of Reed Richards and then killing him off and then going back to the main universe and having reintroducing a different version of him. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a... um, How... uh, how Doc Ock would say, brilliant but lazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's great. That's that is amazing. <laughs> brilliant but lazy. Yeah, because like it's so much fan service. Yeah, it's basically what they did with like Green God, like all these villains from like uh, for for No Way Home. It's just like, yeah, they've already been in, and who knows, maybe you'll get like the actual version for this universe. I think Marvel sees how much those nostalgia dollars will get them. And so now it's just going to become a nostalgia train for as long as the multiverse exists, which is, I feel like it's, it's going to be, be like a that, good and a bad well, thing, but mainly a bad thing. <laughs> like, I feel like other movies are going to start picking up on this and be like, like, well, we need to get in on this, but like, we're not like a fucking superhero movie. So it's going to be like very weird now. It's going to be like, you're watching, uh, Ace for Jam example, two. Oh yeah, space one of the most egregious Creepy. commercials for a fucking studio I've ever fucking seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure every movie's gonna start banking on this and like not even try. Yeah, <clears throat> brilliant but lazy. That is the best way I've heard someone put it. <laughs> that is so true. It's what it's, it's what it's gonna come down to. Everything's gonna become about member berries. We got Darth Vader <laughs> coming back for Obi Wan. Yeah, that's right. Hayden Christensen's so, so many, so many things are happening. Boba Fett's getting his own TV show. Literally comes out in a week. So they're doing all these things that are banking on how much we loved characters when we were kids, bringing them back, giving them their own thing. It's so fucking lazy. They're not introducing anything new. They're just, oh, here's a guy you guys loved. We're bringing him back through a portal now. We're gonna continue his story. Whatever. <laughs> here's Tobey Maguire. You guys missed him. Now give us a billion dollars. <laughs> so we can give him a million dollars. Yeah, we, we'll give him a million. You give us a billion. We'll make this movie for you. I feel like that's going to die out really quickly, though. I, I mean, I, I hope, but knowing, the, I guess, not knowing the general audience, like we can't say for sure what the general audience is going to want or do. Because they could honestly keep going back for these member berries. We could just dumb down as a society and they just keep giving us these nostalgia films instead of giving us anything really new. Mm-hmm. And it's going to get worse. They're going to start making more of these movies and it's not going to be like No Way Home where it's, it almost feels, it's, I mean, it's very fan servicey, but it does feel like it works with the story that's being told. So it's not too bad. But Doctor yeah. Strange could be, that, could be the, the straw that breaks the camel's back where it's too much. Or maybe it's The Flash when they bring back Michael Keaton. It could be too much. Mm-hmm. Like if they figure out like some sort of formula or like... The movie is more seen like as a movie <laughs> rather than like and special guest uh <laughs> yeah and behind it's... curtain number five is this guy yeah you know instead of that like they find a way to just like have characters do scenes without trying to rush to the next cameo mm-hmm. and the like... marvel movies have quickly become just something that can plug the next product you know what i mean yeah it's always, exactly exactly and i mean i get it tv shows are like that tv shows but tv shows tell a story within that episode and then right at the end tease you for more the mcu mm-hmm. films like the first few 
we're always about at the end, tease you for more, tell the story, tease for more at the end. But now as we're into this new phase, it's not about teasing at the end. It's about teasing the next project, the entire time, like the entire time during this project. So it's not about making a great film anymore. It's about, let's try to make a great film, but let's also encourage people to watch our next product at the same time. Mm -hmm. So it loses that flair. Mm -hmm. No, none of the projects now are like standalone. They all connect. They all can like, they, oh yeah, they all connect to one another. They all matter to the, to the, uh, to the, to the previous thing that came before it. They're, it's going to become almost too connected. If that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah. That's what I meant. Like um, <clears throat> earlier when I said like, I was probably like missing out since I didn't see uh, Eternals yet. <clears throat> Cause like I'm, I'm in that mindset where it's like, like shit, like I need to, I need to catch up. I need to watch things in order. Yeah. Well with Eternals, at least you only have to wait. Was it three more weeks before it's on Disney plus January 12th. And then you can mm -hmm. check it out on there or yeah. on uh, any other sites. I won't say any though. Mm -hmm. I mean like Black Widow just came out like a little while ago and now we're immediately going into like uh, like Black Widow stuff and Hawkeye yeah uh, but I, I mean Hawkeye made the most sense to incorporate some Black Widow elements especially Yelena B B Belova coming back and yeah. some revenge on Clint for what she thinks well it's just what really bad information she was given really yeah I know, I know but I mean like I'm just saying like the like they're so close to each other where yeah. it's like like you should probably watch like Black Widow for going to Hawkeye. You're gonna have to start, yeah. You're gonna have to like you're gonna have to be there watching that shit as it comes out because now they're gonna have things connect in the same year. Like if I'm not mistaken, they're gonna have Miss Marvel come out next year. They wanna do it in the summertime, and then the Marvels comes out in November that same year. So it's kind of nuts or no Marvel's comes out at the beginning of 2023. So it's still close. So it'll be like that. We introduced Miss Marvel and now she's in a movie. Yeah. Brilliant, but lazy. Brilliant, but lazy. That's I think really that's just a, point. a way to sum up superhero movies at this point. Brilliant, or but lazy. even you know what dude i i i had the same issue with free guy with ryan reynolds i thought it had a great story and it had a great like it was a great story great emotional through line the only issue was how reliant on ip it becomes near the end where it's like ah oh, come on like this is lazy like no lightsabers are here now uh he's yeah, using captain america shield hulk's fist and all that that felt lazy yeah it was very lazy loved the moment but very lazy yeah, like I, if I can separate myself from a fan, like my from a fan's perspective, obviously I loved it, but from a from a from a filmmaking, maybe a love of filmmaking perspective, you're like, okay, especially since the entirety of Free Guy is about how being original is better, how sequels suck, um, IP driven stuff is what controls everything nowadays. Like they make points to say all this stuff, and then right at the end, their point basically collapses on itself because. They just for, throw it out the window so that they can include a fucking lightsaber and then a goddamn Fortnite llama pickaxe. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> that movie, so, it, it does have its weird elements to it, too. But, um, yeah, when, when, uh, when, I, when I was watching that, I was like, like, oh, 
like this Ryan Reynolds is interacting with Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. And like he's also Deadpool and he also kind of does that too. He just has these two different projects that kind of do the same thing. That's true. And with Deadpool, <laughs> we gotta wait with we gotta wait till we see him join the MCU if he yeah. ever ends up actually joining, because there's been no at progress this point, on a third movie, it feels like in forever. Bro, at, at this point, he's going to. If not now, he will in the future because it's Marvel and they're doing anything they want now. Honestly, they probably put him in Doctor Strange as well. They probably yeah. are finding a way to include him in that movie. <laughs> that movie is just going to be... And for our next guest. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It really is. You know what's really worrying? And I don't know if you've listen to the podcast but benedict cumberbatch was on a podcast with mark Marin, and he was talking about the power of the dog because obviously he's got that out and he wants to win a best actor you know oscar but they talked about dr strange and he said he's like yeah i don't really have much of a character arc in this movie i'm just kind of in it like you have a guy your lead actor is talking about the movie six months before it gets released and he's saying how he feels like he barely has a role in his own film that's fucked yeah, that is fucked. And the it's whole been like movie years is just going to be the cameo circus. Like, oh, spot that guy, spot that reference, spot that callback. Oh, look at this. Look at that. <laughs> look at that. Oh, WandaVision. Oh, WandaVision. Jesus. Wanda Maximoff's a fucking villain now. She's killing all your favorite people. Blah, 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 blah. And we're not getting anything new. Doctor Strange is kind of just there. I wonder if he'll have like a... Uh, um, I don't really want to compare him to Indiana Jones because Raiders of the Lost Ark, even if Indy was superfluous to the movie... He still mattered. There was still an arc for his character. And it feels like with what Benedict Cumberbatch is saying, it's he's not even going to get an arc for his character. He's just going to be there to try and handle a problem, which makes Doctor Strange sound like it's going to be a very plot movie. Like no real story. It's just going to be a plot-based movie. Mm. <clears throat> Hopefully, um like nobody's like meddling with Sam Raimi with this one. Because oh. like with Spider-Man 3, it was like, there's too many characters, there's too many things going on. With this movie, it seems exactly the fucking same. Mm-hmm. But it's supposed to be but in Kevin Feige, we trust. And it's like, uh, are we? Do we trust? Because this sounds like it could be the first big failure. Yeah. Like, there's there's too much banking on this. I'm like, I know the multiverse is like, like striking fucking gold at this point for like mm-hmm. everything. But I don't know, man. It's, it's not it's much. not sustainable. Yeah, you know, as, it's, it's, it's as too Doc much power would say in Spider-Man 2, you know, they want it to be self-sustaining, but it's not. Yeah. It's not gonna be, it's not gonna be it, nostalgia <laughs> is not gonna be self-sustaining. It, people are gonna wear out on it really fast. They're gonna want something new and not just be reminded of how things were when they were younger. I like the Doc Ock references going on here. It's good stuff. You threw one in there with the brilliant but lazy. I really wanted to try it out with the self-sustaining one, but <laughs> it just didn't have the same flair. Ah, your brilliant but lazy one's the best. I'm gonna definitely gonna cut that. Like not cut not cut it out. I mean, make it into something. Like make a make an audiogram out of that. <laughs> I'll give you your little moment. Thank you. Thank you. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, man, we've been talking for like an hour and a half. I feel mm. like we've literally, we've dissected Spider-Man. We've, I loved the conversation we had about nostalgia. So 
I think this is I think this is a, this has been a perfect episode. This has been great, man. Thank oh, you so much. You. Yeah, no problem, man. I'm always happy to join. Mm. We'll have to. Well, I always love having you on, so we'll definitely have you come back sooner or later. Uh, I know I don't do the the podcast as often as I as I used to. Some personal news: I had COVID there at the beginning of the month, and I just kind of, well, I wasn't really feeling anything. I was kind of asymptomatic. I was tired, but nothing mm. really that affected me too much. I just got really lazy and I've stopped doing the podcast as much. So I really need to start this back up. So hopefully me saying it aloud will inspire me, hold myself accountable to keep doing it and stop being so flaky with it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Like times are, times are kind of tough at the moment, but you know, just got to keep your head up. Got to keep going. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Times, times are tough. The depression needs to go away, but sooner or later, hopefully you'll never know. Yeah, it will. It will. No worries. And hopefully, well, I'd say hopefully we're moving back into something normal, but it looks like we're actually headed back into like the beginning of the pandemic lockdowns and all that. And I, Oh man, dude, it just seems too bleak right now, <laughs> but at least okay. we have Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I was actually trying to think of one myself. <laughs> I was trying so hard. <laughs> Oh man, I'm glad you said that. That was probably the best one. That was probably the best one you could find. <laughs> we had some actually pretty killer segues in this. This has been a killer episode, man. I, I appreciate it. I love you. Thank you for coming on, man. So appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. See you next time. Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.